Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed, and this episode is Cues of the Force. We are going to take some questions and attempt to answer them. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsack. I really love doing this show. It's been so fun uh, breaking out the questions so we can spend even a little bit more time on them. Um, I have some thoughts, and then I have one um, that I, I just want to admit right now, Joseph. Kind of stumped me. Kind of stumped mm. me. So let's get to that. Let's stump Ooh. ourselves. 
I can't wait to see which one stumped you because uh, this week we have another great mix of like pretty in-depth and then pretty fun and silly questions. So I can't wait to see if you've been uh, stumped (laughs) on the deadly serious or the uh, fun and whimsical. Uh, But before we get to the stump revelation, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash forcecenter. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Anything that you can play in MP3 on, you can use to listen to the book we're going to recommend. And we are recommending Kenobi by John Jackson Miller. This is an EU Legends book. It's a story of Kenobi just getting to Tatooine and figuring all his bleep out, which is a really fun book. And in particular, a fun one to look at now, now that we're seeing a kind of a different version of that story 10 years on in the television show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So if you're interested, you can download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash forcecenter. One more time, audibletrial.com slash forcecenter for a free audiobook. Uh, Ken, you've never uh, read this one, right? I have not. And uh, this was one of the last legends book so to speak right yeah From memory yeah. serves right that and I, I love the darth plagueis novel i don't care about his staff but i do love that novel i really do <laughs> um so i think and then kenobi one was like on my list and then it was like well there's this tidal wave coming of new canon i better i better start focusing on that yeah yeah no I, I i was in the same place of like i had physically picked it up to purchase in bookstores multiple times i was like ah do i have time uh, what's the deal and it was so great to finally uh, make time for it uh so yeah check it out if you are interested listeners but with that we're going to get into our questions as always we have two from twitter and two from our patrons on patreon we go first to twitter and we go to listener nathan nathan says while i love episode nine one part i struggle with is the death of Ben Solo. I understand the importance of his sacrifice and what it means for himself and the galaxy, but I would have loved to seen him live on with Rey and work on his redemption, become friends with Finn and Poe, and of course, make amends with Chewie. Uh, Say Ben did survive. Would there be any post-Episode 9 stories surrounding him you would like to see? For me, I like the idea of him and Rey visiting Naboo. He knows so much about his grandfather, so maybe he could learn more about his grandmother, too. This is a a really fun question from Nathan, and I I really like that Nathan uh, front-loaded it with... uh, understanding the importance and sacrifice <laughs> of mm-hmm. uh, of Ben's passing because that is something that we uh we talk about uh, a lot in the Star Wars community and here on Force Center. Um where do you go with this one, Ken? This is great, Nathan. And, and no, and look, hey, I think we we definitely appreciate caveats here at Force Center. Uh, oh yeah. Hey, I just want you to know, but it helps in this day and age of uh, online discussion that can be uh, misconstrued, the tones can be off or just there can be a lot of hate out there. I I don't mind. I think it's important to go. I do love it, but I have this to say. Um so I really appreciate where you're coming from, Nathan. And I do love this one because going back to the pre-episode 9 days, when uh, especially not so much here in Force Center, but when I was on other shows and and and, and the emphasis was a little bit more on predictions and uh, what do you want to see type of stuff, which, which by the way, are, are a lot of fun and fun conversations to have. I was on the, hey, I think, I think Ben, Kylo, it is going to be redeemed, but I would like to see what happens after. That, that is intriguing to me. Um, it's a post-redemption world for Ben. <laughs> what does that mean? Because I think we're, you know, we're so used to focusing on, on people's, um, or we're just focusing on redemptions, but I wanted to see like uh, people's reactions to him because like 
Like what if what would happen if Anakin showed up on Endor half in the Vader suit, smiling through that broken mask, going, Hey Rebels, how's it going? <laughs> we did it. We did it. Hey, here's my son Luke, everybody. And like, you know, there's a record scratch. Lando just he's clapping and suddenly looks over and what? you know, you gotta deal with it. Well, I think there's some interesting value in that. Uh, I, I think Star Wars is is telling different tales about redemption, and um, but it's okay to have those thoughts. So I really, again, get where you're coming from here. So I'll just say this, Joseph, and I'll kick it back to you here. We can discuss it more. Um, uh, I think the importance of going forward would be kind of analyzing the idea of you know true commitment to your change, um, uh, true commitment to the better choice and the choices you've made. I think you'd have to learn to stand by yourself when others might not. Again, if you're Anakin going, I know this change is real. No one here in Bright Tree Village believes me. So what I got to dig into that. And, and there's a lot of the self-forgiveness. I imagine particularly mm-hmm. with Ben, if he had gone on, there's a lot of, wow, what did I do? Like, and, and that's hard. And there's some, some shame there that, that we all have to deal with in life and all you look back. And, and that's why I look at uh, Kylo being so, uh, you know, just not a fan of the past as he would uh, point out a few times is because then you might have to face some of that stuff, which is okay. And so, there's all those kind of themes, but none of this is immediately, I don't know, none of it immediately translates into great action, right? <laughs> just Ben, uh, Ben going, oh, what did I do? So I'll do, uh, I think a tour of sorts does work for me. It uh, could be a book. Ben and Ray's great tour, uh, uh, the great what if, um, especially the, the Padme stuff of just going, hey, did you ever stop to think about her for a second? You just focused on uh, Evil Vader. Got it, get it, got it, good. Um, but I would like to see Ben lead a team of folks going out in the galaxy to repair Damage is done by the First Order, uh, you know, some rescue programs, rebuilding programs, hold out warlords, or more important, maybe hold out governments that uh, didn't get the message, didn't want to be part of the message, or didn't understand. Those kind of things, uh, you know, it, it might seem like low stakes, but that's big for the galaxy. And so that's where just as a, as a plot, I might, my mind kind of goes to there. So that's my overall take on it. Yeah, no, I think we're in uh, alignment on a lot of it. I, I think with the, the kind of uh, as a fan processing uh ben solo's passing because i was with you we talked a lot about a lot on force center you know one kind of wild prediction i had is like what if he just ends up on octo and being like okay Mm. uh you know i i made the better choice uh i I have had this i've made this connection with ray i've helped uh her stop uh the threat of the first order the threat of the emperor uh and yeah it's gonna be real awkward if i just try to bounce down to the celebration party and <laughs> here comes Kylo, the fourth in the hug with yeah. Poe and Finn. Like, hey, uh, you you physically hurt both of us a lot. Maybe back off, dude. Maybe give us yeah. some space. Like, right? You so how killed you, Bolio. You killed. <laughs> come on, let yeah. You got to answer for Bolio. Uh, it's fun to joke about, but it is a real like challenge, right? Yeah. So, yeah. um, so that was like one just kind of image I had of like him being like, I, I will set things right, but you know. I know I need time and I know anybody else needs, needs time. And just, you know, a shot of him meditating, you know, floating above that, uh, that spire of the light side that, that Luke was on when he entered the forest. Like, so that was definitely a thing that I had in my head of like, Oh yeah, a, a different story. Um, don't need to totally, you know, remix all of the reasons that I do like that he, that he passed the, the absolute sacrifice, the, um, uh, closing of the Skywalker saga. So it does feel a little bit more like a, a definitive chapter. And then we're, you know, entering this new chapter uh, with Ray. I like a lot of those things, but there's the, um, there's the wanting a different kind of redemption story because we saw that with Vader, the, the final act, better act, the final better choice, and then mm. passing into the force. But then there's also just the, 
uh, Ben Solo's really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the little bit of time we got to spend with him is so tantalizing that it's totally understandable, I think, as a fan to to want more and imagine more and kind of in, in our heads, what if uh, more. And, and to me, that's one of the ways I process this question is I'm perfectly happy with ha- what happened in the movie. But I also understand that desire to be like, I want quality time with Ben Solo, you know, mm-hmm. um, see if he gets more talkative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if that's just really he, he only he uh, he communicates and grunts and smiles now uh, mm-hmm. on his redemption tour. Um, and I would like to see that story someday in in Star Wars um, of Overall, somebody yeah. who truly who, who, who maybe it's not a galactic scale like uh, Vader or or Kylo, but who truly does some very, very awful things and then has to live with how do I make that right? I think I think every a lot of fans are hungry to see that story. Um, but uh, to, to go to Nathan's uh, question directly, um, I, I actually do have a little bit of hope depending on when, where, how we ever get more stories uh, with mm. some of the sequel characters. I do think there's room to treat the story differently. He uh, disappeared into the force. So one would imagine that he is not gone. Uh, He just exists in a different way that he is retaining his consciousness, consciousness Mm -hmm. within the force. But then we have this whole different idea of how do force spirits maybe work when it's a dyad Mm. and not just a dyad. It's a dyad where they have exchanged their literal life energy and it's easy to go to kind of a joke place where Ray goes everywhere and just, you know, nobody else can see <laughs> Ghost Ben, but he's floating around having opinions. You know, it's easy to go to a jokey version of that. But yeah. if they are truly in some ways one in the same, you know, there's a possibility of very interesting storytelling. Like even what Nathan is saying, it's it's not, you know, Ben physically there, boots on the ground, but, you know, mm-hmm. Can he and Ray go and visit Naboo? And he is very, not just popping in every once in a while <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in moments of great need, like we've seen Obi-Wan and Yoda do, but kind of mm. uh, with her in a, in a much more constant and present way. Uh, yeah. What kind of story might that be? You know, and all, a lot of that depends on the medium and, and, and when the stories are told and all that. So I have this little bit of hope for a kind of a different kind of force spirit story with uh, Ben and Ray. Um mm-hmm. And then uh, final thing for for uh, actual just like what if he had survived uh, Nathan's great question about post episode nine stories. Um, definitely with you. I, I would love to see him helping people in the galaxy and, and humbling himself. Right. Because there's a little yeah. bit of like he, he could absolutely eventually return to being a Jedi and being like I'm committed to service and I go around and but there's yeah. a little bit of station to that. Right. There's like mm-hmm. a, I'm a Jedi Knight with a lightsaber and like I yeah. would love him to yeah. just be like. I know that we entirely ravaged the forest on this planet. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm planting trees, you know? Yeah. And I think there could be an interesting conflict if you have somebody who's like, I have grossly abused my power. Yeah. And I know I need to get back, get, I need to get myself back to a place where I can make good choices about when and how to use my power. And he's just there to plant trees and doesn't want to get involved, but somebody needs help and he doesn't quite trust himself yet. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of uh, poetry here with what we're saying, seeing in the Kenobi show, but I think that would have been a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would think a really uh, interesting challenge would be uh, a kind of redemption he could do is help rebuild the school he broke uh, yeah. with the Jedi school. Um, 
but how much does he want to just say like, Ray, you take it in whatever direction you want, but I'm here to add some pointers or yeah, <laughs> advice yeah. if you want. The the rebuilding of the Jedi school with a, a live Ben Solo would be fascinating. Be great starting point for him there. And I like uh, what you're suggesting of, I, I don't, I don't want to translate it as like a penance. Like uh, I, I, I can't be a Jedi because of this, but like a little bit of, I, I, I need to make sure I can get back to that point or I can take that path too. Um, forget what other people are looking at. Like, is this, is this, you know, not that again, not that he deserves it, but that he just be like, I got to really, I can't just jump back into a tunic and a blade, you know? Um, yeah. It's a yeah. long thing. Mm. And, I, and I think that's, what's fascinating about a lot of our justice for the Jedi conversations and, you know, when they intervene and, and what situations and why the way Luke shows up in the end of, you know, season two of Mandalorian is like, I'm mm. here for this child who asked for my help. Looks like you all have a bunch of stuff going on, but I'm not touching it unless you ask me <laughs> yeah. to get involved, right? It's it, it's hard choices of when to use your power. And like with what we see of Ben Solo and Rise of Skywalker of like, uh, yes, the greatest threat the galaxy has perhaps ever known is <laughs> yeah. about to win the day. This is not ambiguous that I should use my power and intervene. But yeah. if you're in the middle of like some little conflict in a village and like, yeah, yeah, should I be putting my thumb on this scale? That's really fascinating Jedi philosophy, especially for somebody who's just like, I'm trying to keep my head down and make things right. Yeah, I love that. And I love your idea, too, of of this kind of storytelling in Star Wars, just with any character going forward. And, and, and Kylo, Ben, that's a big character, right? Vader, mm-hmm. we're talking big characters. So uh, finding the right way to do it of just analyzing just uh, real change, true change, commitment to change, but also other people's reaction to it. I think it's it's something we all might deal with in real life. Uh, you know, uh, even I've gone through great changes. I haven't ordered the destruction of five planets or been, uh, you know, sat by and watched that. But, you know, looking back, like been around a bit. I'm in a different mindset than I was. And like, it's easy for me to reemerge to a person I haven't seen in 10 years and say, hey, I think this now. And them go, really? Do you? Let me let me let me sit with you for a little bit and see if that's true. I, I think there's some value in in in, in Star Wars, uh, kind of analyzing that or looking at that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah, something that it it isn't that that is the intention of the story. It's not a yeah. you know a, a, a beat at the end of a story, but that's the point of the story is yeah. to watch somebody go through that journey would be amazing. Ah, mm. uh, and right now. Even if we can't have more Ben Solo storytelling, I would settle for me- more Ben Solo action figures. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. Uh, sell yeah. us this uh, awesome shirt with the hole in it. Uh, that would be <laughs> cool, too. Ben Solo merch, please. Any other thoughts on this question, Ken? Uh, no, no, love it. Thanks, thanks, Nathan. And yeah, get it. And, and a lot of folks who who might uh, feel that uh, yeah, they left some Ben and uh, Ben and Ray stories on the table. I totally understand that too. I, I, I'm like Joseph. I'm really happy with the the mythic t- tale we got in uh, seven, eight, nine with the character of, of Kylo. But um, yeah, I understand it. it. That's the joy of Star Wars. There, it's always uh, uh, so much rich uh, storytelling there that you might want more. So get it. Yep. Yep, and I'm still excited for the possibility of, you know, more Luke and, and young Ben Solo storytelling as well. So still some hope for Ben and his shirt. Uh, moving on to our next question from Blake Harper. In A World Between Worlds, when Ezra tells Ahsoka to come find him when Palps is attacking them, what do you think he really means? Did they see the finale of Rebels while wandering? <laughs> uh, Dave will be Dave with double meanings in tarot bang. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I think this is a, a great question, and we've got that great moment when Ezra tells uh, Ahsoka to come find him when they uh, when they split up. 
Um, I, I like Blake's great joke here about they saw so many moments in, in there. Did they see the end of Rebels? Yeah. And uh, Dave Filoni is is Dave Filoni trying to have a double meaning or is it a happy accident? Mm. Uh, Ken, what are your thoughts on this one? This is so. This is the one that kind of stumped me. I'm going to be honest here. Ooh, this is um, the stumper. This is the stumper. But one of the reasons is it's been a while since I've taken a pass through this episode and live with it. I love World Between Worlds. I talked a lot back in the day about it, but uh, you and I were talking even off air, Joseph, to pull some of that conversation into the podcast here, Dave. Just like this episode, there's there's um, some wonderful relationships with fans in this episode, right? This is a pretty powerful episode. It gets mentioned a lot. Sometimes I wonder if it's mentioned, I don't know, in the way the episode was intended. I think there's a lot of themes in there to explore. Sometimes themes get left on the table and and, and, and the plot mechanics get pulled forward. So I went back and watched the episode today and and it was weird almost kind of watching this out of context episode because I haven't lived with Rebels in a bit, right? Just the entire series um, where I was just like, I don't know what he means. I, I think it might be, it's definitely not Dave going, hey, in a few years, I'm going to have a sequel on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it, it's not as that, but it, it's it's a little bit of, uh, I don't know. To, to me, it was, uh, I'm thinking of some stuff Yoda told Ezra about how to, how to fight and why we fight and, and the reason and choosing the best way to approach it and him learning from Kenobi, this is not where you belong. This is your, your path somewhere else. And just him kind of in that moment separating a little bit, being able to let go. Um, he's at the big moments with trying to save Kanan and Ahsoka's kind of giving them the big lessons there. So there might be just kind of like, you go your way, I'll go mine and then, and then come find me and we'll just do this together when, when your quest is over and I've still got mine and there's stuff like that. But then being so far removed from the episode in the run of the show, I was like, man, was there something I'm missing before mm. that I couldn't recall? And that's where I'm just a little honestly slumped, Blake. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I did not do a full rewatch of the episode. Mm. Um, I watched like the last 10 minutes to sort of uh, refresh, mm-hmm. uh, as I've done a couple times, <laughs> to remind myself like exactly what sort of visual are we left with with right. Ahsoka? Because there is so much ambiguity uh, in, in Ahsoka steps through the portal, but at mm-hmm. what time, you know, and how yeah. long? Is she stuck on Malachor? Uh, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way I took it, just watching it again, is that from Ezra's perspective, it is, uh, uh, to me, it was about, this episode is, is a little bit of Ezra going through the attachment journey, right? That's that's one of the things that's going on. That's the temptation uh, of the the world between worlds is to to bring Kanan back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, he happens on a, a Ahsoka and that is, you know, this different kind of moment. Uh, you get the sense that that was kind of a moment that was always meant to be. Whereas, you know, doing something about Kanan's passing is a temptation toward uh, negative attachment. And, you know, he needs to learn to let go. And Palpatine is using this pain to possibly get this horrific mm-hmm. power. So to, I, I kind of took it as Ezra's as, as gone through this lesson where he knows he needs to say goodbye to Kanan as he does at the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ahsoka is still alive. And I, I just took it as like a friendly, like we, we got to go our own ways. Now you got to step back to wherever you're meant to be now. Mm. Uh, but a healthy attachment of like, but I care about you, Ahsoka, come find me. It, yeah. It really felt like I want to, I, you know, we're going on our different paths, but I really want to see you again, you know, it felt like Dem- Ezra very casually kind of demonstrating, I get the difference between caring about your people in the moment versus being so uh, afraid of loss that you need to do dangerous or unnatural things. This is great. I love it. This is a, 
dare I say, like a healthy connection, right? We a healthy yeah. attachment, but a healthy connection. It's like you and me at Star Wars Celebration. Joseph, you going to look at figures? Oh, I'm going to go get a hot dog and uh, <laughs> love your brother. We'll, we'll see you in an hour. Like, you know, it's it's, it's a little right. bit of that energy. As opposed uh, to like, I no, I'm afraid of losing you, so I'll go to the hot dog stand with you because what if, <laughs> what if what if we can't find each other again, you know? Or, never see you again. You know, yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. about the difference. I mean, Rebels is a show about, in many ways, I think I, I, I need to spend more time with it, but it's about connection. It's about yeah. found family. That's why people love it so much, I think. Totally. And, and I think it's, you know, and, and Ezra's having this sort of epiphany about what his what his journey is, which is to save Lothal, right? To save mm-hmm. that part of the galaxy and that that will make a difference and that that's big enough. He doesn't need to fix everything and save everyone, right? Yeah. Uh, he needs to do what he is meant to do. So a lot of it is about caring. And, and I think, watching it just those 10 minutes, it really felt more about Ezra, about his connection to Ahsoka of like, Hey, I'm glad you're alive. I care about you. I want to see you again. You know, I could still use your mentorship. You know, Mm -hmm. it didn't feel at all like he had any awareness uh, that he was going to be lost somewhere far away and truly needed Ahsoka to find him. It it struck me as like this sort of uh, bittersweet, ironic, like, yeah, if if you said you know hey i'm going to get the hot dog you know uh <laughs> if i'm not back in you know in 5 minutes you know don't don't let me be lost to to the hot dog stand yeah. and then you literally disappeared yeah and the thing you said appeared casual and then it had great weight yeah. i, I kind of take it that way and i and i do think that uh the mm-hmm. very uh, talented storyteller dave Filoni planted it that way as something that sounds casual in this moment not casual but you know not mm-hmm. The, the level of stakes, not the literally like I'm going to be lost and disconnected from yeah. everyone and everything I know and love. Could you yeah. please come help me? Uh, which yeah. appears is, is Ahsoka's mission statement. It was not said as a mission statement because I don't think he had the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. No, love it. No, no. I, I love to take it. I love working through this with you and, and Blake here on the show. I, yeah. I, um, again, uh, love rebels. I started, start, I was in season two. I'd rewatch all season two. You know, by the way, I watched every episode two or three or four times back in the day, especially when you were doing reviews of it, but um, love the show, but it, it, it's such a rewarding show to go back to now. It really is. And this is one of the big episodes that always stands out, but there's so much there. And I think there's something too, my final point on it too, of even Ezra showing this um, ability to even let her go in that moment. He goes his way, she goes hers. Uh, there's a little bit of a, not that you do things for just a simple reward, but her coming back and her now searching to find him is also her healthy connection. And he did his journey. And now my journey is synced back up uh, and there's great purpose to me going out and trying to find him. And it's all connected. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, wanting wanting to help people. And I'm so excited to see the uh, Ahsoka show that I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot of uptick in the uh, the analytics of World Between Worlds episodes, (laughs) a lot of Rebels episodes, but World Between Worlds in particular, when the uh, Ahsoka trailers start rolling out and when the show comes around, I think we're going to be talking about these beats in that line a lot more. Yeah, and, and one I just thought about, you know I, I don't want to say anything up top and have it uh, you know misconstrued as negative, but like I think you know we're discussing too of like sometimes the plots and this 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 time travel kind of machine uh, machinery of the world between worlds it's it's inspiring it's intriguing and it and a bit gets brought up a lot. Uh, you and I were discussing that a little bit more off air, but and I, mm-hmm. I don't want any I don't want anyone to take that as me, um, you know. Tis tisking or, or, or poo pooing any of your ideas around it or any of your thoughts of it. It's a very fun totally fantasy part of the Star Wars story. Uh, so I get it inspires more. That wasn't, I don't want to think that's what I meant. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I think the world between worlds for myself is just like a, a fascinating, very, uh, a space fantasy 
what if machine with lots of ambiguity to it. You know, if we understand the forces, it, it is, you know, the, the force through the force, anything is possible. And this nexus of, of forces connected to a person walks into it and all of these moments that maybe affect their life, affect the fate of the galaxy, play before them and create all of these uh, potentially gifts of just seeing someone again for a moment or, you know, temptations or, or the possibility of uh, uh, abusing it. All that stuff is really rich and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the only thing that I kind of sometimes uh, bump against her that is when it's just seen as a like, it's a canon correction device. And I just feel like to me, that's uh, yeah, absolutely. That that's, it's fun to think about those possibilities, but the actual episode is so rich in, and ideas about our own relationships with time mm. and with the people we've lost in the moments we want to revisit. And the, you know, in the reality mm. that no matter how great we do right now, maybe bad things might still happen in the future. It's so rich with those ideas. I think it, for me, I just always want to celebrate those ideas uh, yeah. as much as I get um, caught up in what could you do with time traveling star Wars? You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's yeah. for me, that's not the, the main thrust of the point. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Uh, All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, the stumping mystery has been revealed, so we can take a deep breath and relax (laughs) as we take a quick break and go into more questions in a moment. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we are back to take our two questions from our patrons on Patreon. We go first to Jay. Jay says, we've seen acceptance and love of all things Star Wars given enough time. From the Ewoks to our current love fest with the prequels. Prequelist since 99, brag brag, says Jay. What are you most looking forward to when the sequels get their inevitable shower of praise in, oh, 15 years time? This (laughs) is a fun topic as we look towards a... A bright future, at least for the sequels and their reception as the the sequel generation uh, takes the reins. Uh, Where do you go with this, Ken? What are you looking forward to people celebrating? I mean, Fountains of Wayne had a great song called Bright Future in Sales. He's got a bright future in sales. The sequel trilogy has got a bright future in joy, is what I think. (laughs) And a shout out to Jay. Jay's uh, been on our Discord recently, a recent uh, Patreon subscriber, I believe. But uh, definitely Jay's been in Discord just bringing a lot of fun energy. So good question, Jay. Uh, Here's where I go. I broke it up into three sections, Joseph, here. Uh, The messages, (laughs) the thrill, and the fade out of the noise. Uh, Mm. So in an overall... um, overall approach here uh the message is uh some of the big ones that you and i love celebrating with uh, so many other fans of the sequel era the community the connection helping others the definition and the importance of true heroism uh, heroism and what it is uh the power of choices i could go on and on and on just listen to our old episodes or episodes mm-hmm. still to come here on force center they're powerful and i look at that as to also connecting to to the the, the prequels and the change in the prequels. And one of the big things that changed in me as someone that went into, oh, I, I think I liked it. No, I definitely didn't like it. That YouTube video told me not to like it to wait a minute. There's some things I'm connecting here and things, some things that are pulling me back. And when I was able to, along with you and, and meeting you on Jedi Alliance back in the day and having deeper discussions about it, which aren't always fun. You're not always at a bar going, Hey, anyone want to discuss the big themes of star Wars? Or do you want to talk about <laughs> pew, pew, pew? But I think the, the those messages are so present and powerful in the sequel trilogy that I, I know a lot of my contemporaries, I think, just quite frankly, overlook them and over, over, overlook their value to the youngsters or anyone coming up as a fan, by the way. Not going to put it to a certain age group for, at all. So I think that's going to emerge. Then, then I'll go. Then, then the other side of it is the thrill. Imagine you're a 10 year old girl watching the lightsaber fly to Ray in The Force Awakens. Imagine mm. you're a young boy watching Finn and Janet and BB 8 ride Warbacks into battle. Imagine you're, you're anyone from anywhere watching Poe lead ski speeders into a desperate battle, which reminds me of Hoth when I was a kid, or Luke standing behind Kylo, uh, you know, before Kylo on, on Crate. Just imagine all of that and, 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 and more and how it made you feel then. And if you're a certain age, again, 10, and now imagine you're 25 or 30, and that is the Star Wars you fell in love with first, that is going to lead us forward. That is going to bring new energy to the 
a sequel trilogy. And then the final thing is, is the fade out of that no- noise, noise, excuse me. I almost said noid, like the old Domino's <laughs> pizza, um, <laughs> Domino's pizza uh, uh, commercial. Um, but the fade out of all of that. Um, it doesn't mean that not, doesn't mean that all the criticism isn't, uh, you know, valid, right? I mean, there's still some things to talk about the prequels, uh, original trilogy, any Star Wars, anything. We totally get that. It's not that that will just move away. It's just, I, I, I think, I think, um, the passion and attachment to hate will wane a little bit. And as these voices emerge, uh, and these voices are the ones who are now, I think of, uh, E.K. Johnston getting to write the Padme novels after being that girl who saw Padme and was like, oh, I'm inspired by this. Hearing Leslie Headland, who is uh, in a slightly, uh, just slightly younger generation than you and I, Joseph, going, oh, uh, yeah, the, the legend stuff or the prequel era. Oh, my gosh, that was my Star Wars. That 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 got me into it. And uh, I'm so excited for the Acolyte because that is a new voice. And so that's going to happen and I'm not just talking about in Star Wars, but you're going to see a filmmaker at 30 going, oh, yeah, I was 12 when Force Awakens uh, came out. And man, that made me want to do this uh, swashbuckling movie I'm doing here on uh, Netflix, too, because I'm, <laughs> I'm predicting a Netflix, too. Uh, you know what I mean? So I think those are the big things. And I'll, I'll, I'll concede the floor here. That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think just hearing the perspective of people who grew up with it, people who got to see themselves in Ray, Finn, Poe, maybe people who had saw a cautionary tale in some of mm-hmm. Ben's bad choices as Kylo. Um, I think it's, it's people getting older and, and, you know, you know, we're talking way in the future, but like, uh, uh, I think more people embracing the story of the older generation of, of knowing what that feels like to like, we won a, a, a hard fought victory and now we need to fight it again. I saw a couple mm. of those tweets earlier today from people, you know, of, of our generation, Ken, who, mm. who've, who, who felt like um, our, our generation, broadly speaking, fought mm. for more, uh, more uh, inclusion, acceptance, mm. understanding. And we're really having to fight those exact same battles again right now, you know, right, right. Um, because it, it's not a one and done. It's, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the story that that is represented by the older generation uh, of the character of characters in the sequel trilogy of the, the Luke and Han, Leia and Lando, um, Holdo, uh, all those people who've like, we've been through this before and we don't want to have to do this again, but we do I think yeah. that story having more appreciation and resonance will be great. great um, point. Mm-hmm. I, I think really just people appreciating that the arc of the story does work very well in my opinion. And Hey, you know what? Somebody could sit down and watch it 15 years from now and, and think it doesn't work. I think it works very well. I think, um, some of the things that were really, really fun to debate and wonder about, or even, you know, you end up reading some of the, uh, the interviews from various creators and you know, that maybe there was some push and pull behind the scenes. I think all of that is going to fall away when, you know, a 10 year old just watches all three in a row without Mm -hmm. the room to have those debates without um, getting emotionally involved in those debates, without even the knowledge that those debates or interviews happened. So like the, the emphasis on the mystery of who Ray's parents are um, being frustrated that Snoke died and then revealed was revealed to be a puppet of, of Palpatine. I think all of that stuff will be as accepted as Luke and Leia being siblings mm-hmm. and, you know, having grown up with the original trilogy, that was a big, gear shifting record scratching left turn 
to people back then. And it was debated about and joked about and it's still joked about. Um, but it wasn't, it, it's just, it's just accepted. It's this, that's the story of star Wars. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can still have debates and, and discussions with fans. If you want to really, really get into the history of it, of when did Lucas decide what and how, but it's just like, mm. that's not a, it, it isn't like, Oh man, I want to have a conversation about the original trilogy, but somebody's going to be really mad that Luke and Leia are siblings. Like it's just not, <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. It's not a fight. You know, it just, yeah. it is. It, it just is. That's the story of Star Wars. And I think people sitting down and watching the sequels with no, they, they finished Last Jedi and hit play on Rise of Skywalker. It's a totally different perception of like, oh, cool, reveal that Snoke was a puppet of Palpatine this whole time. Yeah. You know, and seeing what people think of the story when, when they're not as distracted by some of that stuff. And again, as always, totally possible that people years from now will still have issues with some of those things. I'm just talking yeah. about, you know, kind of a, a different way to process them. Um, well, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, go, I'm go sorry. Back. Yeah, no, I, I, this is, uh, I love this stuff too. Cause what, you know, the fade out of the noise, it, it's just, it, again, it, it's not to invalidate anyone's, you know, good faith, uh, criticisms at all. It's just, I, I've, I, one of my big frustrations the last few years is just sometimes the, the, just certain narratives, I'm not going to say agendas, but certain narratives come out of some of the, 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 the punditry around these films. And that becomes the story to people who just aren't even watching those channels or clicking on those tweets, uh, articles or anything. They're just like, Oh, I heard, right. It's the, Oh, I, I heard this movie had reshoots, right. That's a standby joke. We might make of rogue one or solo. And so therefore I guess it's bad. Right. And, and, and I just think a lot of that just naturally fades away. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine was, uh, he's, he's pals with the lead singer of my morning jacket. One of my favorite bands. He's a huge star Wars fan, but he doesn't watch them every week. Like we do, or every month when they come out or he sat down and binged him at the beginning of the pandemic and, and, and texted my pal and was like, oh man, Solo was fun. And you're telling me people, had a, they didn't like that? Not, not in a, <laughs> not in a YouTube fight way, but just like a really curious. Huh. I just, okay. I hadn't heard any of that, but I love that movie. That was a lot of fun. Like, and, and, you know, just, that's just human nature and, 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 this, and, and the situation around it all. So I think, yeah, I'm looking forward to that day. Exactly what you're describing, Joseph. Someone sitting down with a, with a stream, whatever the new Disney plus nine and, and, and <laughs> 3d at home. And they're like, wow, I never, never would have thought Snoke was a clone. Well, that's great. You know, it, 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 it you know, I, I just look, I look forward to that day. Yeah, me too. So like, I think it just, it will just kind of smooth them out and then people can pay attention. I think more to the ideas, which in my opinion, all hold, hold together really well. I talked a little bit about the, you know, the generational story. I think, you know, appreciating that it is a story of two generations. Like we're kind of going through this. We talked about this a little bit with, with Kenobi, like when you grow up with the original trilogy and you're just, or or you see it for the first time when you're young, you imprint and relate to Han and Luke and Leia, right? And maybe 3PO (laughs) R2 and Kenobi's like a mentor figure. But now because of all the other stories, a new hope is like this generational story where we're watching the end of Kenobi's mm. journey as mm. well as the beginning of these other characters. And I think the sequel trilogy does that for all three movies. It's the story of two different generations and it's a story of passing uh, uh, the baton. Mm. Um, and I think having people really appreciate the, the work that went into that to balance those stories is great. Um, mm. And, and the, the more I, I sit with the sequels and think about them for me, one of the things that I love the most is that the, th- one of the core ideas to me is how do we relate to the past? And Ray and Kylo's journeys are all about their relationship to the past. Um, Kylo attempting to either uh, reject it or control it entirely. 
um, Ray needing it and not willing to stand on her own two feet, but needing to be defined uh, by the past. And both of them finding a way forward and finding a healthier, you know, perspective of how do you deal with the past? You know, you learn from it, you accept it, uh, and you, you try not to repeat the mistakes of it, but you have to go forward. You have to stand on your own two feet. You, you can't be defined by it or, and you can't deny it. It's there. It's real. Yeah. So you got to find a way to make it a part of you, but not all of you. Like all those things are so rich and interesting and just, Every every beat, every choice to me with Ray and Kylo's journey, it's about that, and and mm. I think it's really powerful, you know. And I and I look forward to the time where we can't, we aren't as distracted about the real life, you know, who should have directed which movie, and we're mm. talking about the ideas, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because like even with the prequels, it used to be, you know, the conversation used to be, you know, George Lucas absolutely should not have directed those films. This is what happens when you're too powerful. Uh, to have anybody else around you. There's no one to say mm-hmm. no to your bad ideas. You should have been reined in. Like, and I don't, and I know some people still hold those opinions, but mm-hmm. that's not the conversation in the fandom. The conversation is the ideas and the beats and the characters, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 And look, I, Rick McCallum's gum chewing was powerful enough. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you had some great specifics. So I'll say these really quickly. Um, just some specifics. Once we get past some of the, uh, uh, up and down votes and, and debates. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a big fan of it too, but just the greatness of the Kylo Palpatine mini horror movie at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker. I want people to just celebrate that. I want people to like project that on the side of their, uh, you know, houses uh, on Halloween night. <laughs> you know, uh, I want people, uh, and I know some people are out here, but I, I want people to be like loud, proud, uh, you know, clawed. Claude stands. I, I want like Claude to have a Dexter Jester arc. Where, like, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Ward Jr. is going to make some uh, Claude art or maybe still Brian Ward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you're so right. There's just so many great action scenes. I think that the, the whole first 30 minutes of, of the force awakens has just got such great adrenaline to it. Just mm-hmm. forward moving, just really appreciating that, uh, appreciating everything about Luke on crate from the, the, the meaning of it to the lightsaber fight of it. Uh, the huge emotion when Ben Solo shows up for Ray in, in Rise of Skywalker. There's so many beats that are action and, and thrill, but also emotion at the same time that I really love. And I know a ton of fans do as well, but I, I look forward to them being mm-hmm. celebrated even more uh, loudly and vociferously by the generation that grew up with them. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you uh, very much, Jay, for us uh, giving us a chance to enthuse and uh, and speculate <laughs> yep. Yep. about the future of people talking about the sequels. Uh, moving on to our final question from Justin Jacobson. This is a fun one. Justin says, roast battle between Uncle Owen and 10-year-old Leia. Somebody's <laughs> getting roasted like they had a beach day on Mustafar. Somebody's getting crowned saltier than a crate sandbox. How do you think the competition goes down? They're both descendants of Shmi, and they both have tongues sharper than a lightsaber. So could cutting remarks be part of their connection to the Force? Uh, very interesting question. Ken, let's just start with, uh, yeah, if it is a straight-up roast battle, who wins, Uncle Owen or 10-year-old Leia? <laughs> I, I, I'm sure we have similar answers here. Leia wins, I'm saying, in a TKO, a good old technical knockout, meaning Owen definitely gets some shots in early, probably comes out strong, because I think Leia... 
uh, especially the layout we're seeing now, it's going to approach you with a, a sense of, of hope and faith that, you know, hi, cousin, right? She doesn't come up and say, hey, F you, cousin. She's like, hi, cousin. Then he's the one that kind of comes back hard on her relationship with droids and all that. So I think she's going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But then, even you know, then no one's going to come out hard early about hey, uh, grumpy or your kid. Da, da. And then she's going to end it with you're, you're growling and growing, uh, groaning. And you're probably pretty tough, but but I, I think you're trying too hard to look strong when you have a lot of fear about the future. And then boom, he's out. <laughs> he's done. Yeah. No, I mean, I think this is this is a very fun thought. I think uh Leia decimates Owen. I think uh, I right. think Owen forbids the words roast in battle to be used in his presence again. <laughs> he is burned so badly. He if it's possible to lose limbs in a roast yeah. battle, he's losing limbs. Uh <laughs> It's, I, I love, we talked, uh, we had some great questions about the the Owen Sass, sassy mm. Owen meme, and he it is devastating what he says to Kenobi. But I kind of think my Owen is just, he's, he, 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 maybe he's got some wit and pre- some precision, but I think he's mostly the guy who just uh, dares to bluntly bring up extremely awkward topics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all he's really doing to Kenobi. It's not a cutting insight. He's just like. Oh yeah. Well, what about when you bleeped up last time? <laughs> it's just more like they like we. Owen, we don't talk about that. You know, yeah. it, that's that's where that sass is coming from. Where uh, Leia is has great intuition and can see through your soul, find the tiny part in your mm. soul that is flashing red, like the weak spot on a video game character, yeah. and dig the knife in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. I, I think there's, you know, I've, I've been on what I kind of say, like the, the slightly justice for Owen. He's carrying some big burdens there, but I think does a lot of things wrong, especially later on. But, you know, but it's fun and, and we love love having Joel Edgerton back. Um, so I think, yeah, I think you're right. The, Owen strikes me as a little bit of a, hey, hey, I just tell it like it is, which just means... <laughs> For the most part, that means you're an a-hole. It just, just most part means you're just a a, a rhino stampeding through a, a, an antique shop there. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right about that. And, and Leia's just like jab, 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 and then boom. I know. Yeah, who you are. I'm telling it like it is, is. Is in my opinion, is often I'm telling it how I think it is, and that's interesting. <laughs> yep. But you're making a claim that it is entirely the way everything is. Yeah, I could see like Owen Owen would probably I think go in for the privilege right away, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. uh well, yeah, sure. I'm I'm sure, you know, you're going to get me real good cuz you've probably been ex- to expensive debate classes, prince. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I think he'd go mm-hmm. for the privilege and I think Leia would immediately just go like uh yeah, you're you're right, Owen. The best way to save the galaxy is to sit around doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your little fear cave. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your fear cave. Because, uh, yeah, again, because it, it's, it's esc- we saw what we see with her. It, it kind of escalates, right? All right, all right, all right. And then and then she'll just be like, and you can not, you know, you coming off with the, the, the fake Organa stuff kind of threw her off her game a little bit, mm-hmm. but then she comes back. And I think you're right. I think it would just be like, bah, bah, insightful. And then, like, good luck in your fear cave. <laughs> Bam, Owen goes down. Yeah. Uh, so this other great part of the question um, that how much of this is is from Shmi? Is it is it learned behavior from her uh, uh, adoptive son Owen? Is it uh, passed on through the Force to Leia? Where where do you think their powers of wit come from? Uh, I think uh, Owen oh, is just the the twin sons will do that to you. I mean, that, you're, <laughs> you're just that that sass is going to be baked into you. I think the genes are so strong in Leia from from Padme. 
and Anakin too. You know, not you know. Unfortunately, at times it was a tell it like it is guy. Um, and I think that goes to Kenobi kind of looking at her so many times early on, being like, "Man, you, you know, you remind, you remind me of someone." And why we're also moved from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I think Padme was so insightful, and I bet I bet ten uh, year old Padme was no different than this, no yeah. different than this. Um, so that's where I think it comes from there. But Owen, oh, that and yeah, hey, you know. Being around, uh, Kleeg looks like he's probably been in a bar telling people like it is. <laughs> I like Kleeg, but you know, he's probably he's got some views. Yeah, no, Owen Owen strikes me is the uh, is the kind of guy that's like you know I know you don't want to hear this, but I want to <laughs> tell you. Yeah, <laughs> and that's some of that comment to Kenobi is like, yeah, I'm just never gonna let you forget, buddy. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that's passed. I'm passed on uh, from Shmi. I think Owen. You know, justice for Owen. He's been through yeah. a lot. He's trying to keep this kid safe. Mm-hmm. You know, he he he's seen some of the horrors up close himself now. So justice for Owen. He's just trying to protect Luke. Maybe gets a little too overprotective. But yeah. I feel like with Leia, I I I think wit could be one of her force powers. Um, yeah, I think that. Yeah, absolutely. Super intelligent. Um, has inherited uh, uh some. Uh, uh, the power of a sharp tongue from both her mother and father biologically, uh, probably from her adoptive parents too. But I mean, she's uh, knowledgeable about the world, right? She she yeah. knows a lot and she is naturally intuitive, uh, perhaps uh, just as an individual and perhaps increased by the force, but between intuitive and knowledgeable, mm-hmm. that is so great from comedy. If you know a ton of facts and you can sense everything <laughs> that's going on in the room, uh, mm. with the audience, uh, with the person mm. you're having a roast battle with. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Devastating power. Love this. This is great stuff. Cause it's, I'm, I'm really spending some times at the Lars dinner table in my brain. I'm just, uh, <laughs> like click to me, click Lars is the type of guy that when the local sports team tried to change their name for the tattooing sand people to the tattooing Tuscans, <laughs> he's like, not my team. I got no problem with that name. And they're like, Oh, click and Schmee's like, honey, you come on, move forward with us. And then Come Owen's on. picked you, up on all of that. You you can evolve a little bit there. Yeah, you, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it, Klieg. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think uh, I think Shmi, you know, if she was ever around for this uh, timeline wise, obviously she can't. But in a fantasy world, I, I don't think she'd be a big fan of roast battles. I think she, you know, mm, no. I think she would probably say, "Oh, I, I, I hate it when instead of I hate it when Wano makes you race, like I, I hate it when Comedy Central makes you do one of these." <laughs> Hey, she wants uh, everyone to get along. She's so yeah. kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I'm, right. I'm any other sh- thoughts on that one? No, I'm with me on that too. So not my favorite yeah. things either. And thank you, Justin, for the real fun question to round out our episode. We also have uh, a new power of the light side. If you have not heard one of these before, uh, what we've done is we have posted on uh, Patreon a post asking for people to share uh, something they love about Star Wars. It could be big picture. It could be a character. It could be a moment from their own lives. Uh, we know that there is a lot of talk out there that can be angry. It can be negative. We always, uh, even when we're critical, try to stay uh, positive and, and celebrate the good spirit, the light side of Star Wars. And we thought this is another way that we can do that every once in a while is asking our patrons to share something that uh, that they really got from Star Wars in a good way. So if you're a patron and you're interested, go look for that post. But for now, we're going to share this Power of the Light Side segment from Ben Potter. Ben says, I love that my relationship with Star Wars has changed as it's grown from an interest 
to a large part of my content interest to something I think about in a deeper way. Also, I love that Star Wars is still for kids. Having two children that have become, with only a little nudging, big Star Wars fans is unbelievable. To talk about the base-level coolness and deeper ideas of Star Wars was something I never had, and to have that with my kids is wonderful. That is a great power of the light side. Uh, Ben going on his own journey of becoming more and more involved in the galaxy far, far away, more affected by it. And then uh, having another generation come with him is awesome. Any thoughts on this, Ken? Love the generational stories. Star Wars, uh, we would have had that even if there's only three movies, right? I still think this is being something you'd pull off the shelf and pass on to uh, any of your children or anyone else, friends, family, otherwise, um, you know, like pulling a Beatles LP off the, the shelf or something like that. Is That's the power of, of even just original trilogy. But the fact that it gets to go on, the fact that so many generations get to come to it uh, is something I just enjoy hearing more and more of um, in these times. Also, Ben, uh, I really understand where you're talking about of, of how it's just grown from an interest, a large part of my content interest to something I think about in a deeper way. That's just where I'm at. And, I, and Star Wars has been in my life from the beginning. And despite a couple eras where it faded into the background a little bit, I still had toys on my shelves and still talking about it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. since 2014, it's been, um, you know, reached a new, a new level. I never would have thought would have happened, but I'm with you. Uh, the way I look at Star Wars has changed and changed, changed drastically over the last two years, right? I just, I have to engage with it on a deeper level because I want to, because that's why I get so much, I get just so much joy out of it. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew will always be there, but you know, let me tell you about that Danny Trejo scene. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I, I just squeeze it out and shut up about that stuff because um, I just love, love digging in and, and didn't always. And so it's been, that's been part of uh, the fun. Star Wars grows with you. Yeah, no, it, for me, it is a, a challenge to contain myself, the number of uh, topics from real world stuff to other you know, mm. uh, ideas in a storytelling where I'm like, yeah, it's like in Star Wars. <laughs> Look, uh, I, I'll, I'll get a little, not too worse. I got a huge fight with my mom over some real world stuff, like not not going good. Hopefully, you know, we, we want to make amends and, and talk. But in that heated argument, I said, it's like in Star Wars. <laughs> so powerful it can be so uh love you mom we'll, we'll work through it but yeah uh i get you i get you on that no i've been in the same place where like the, every once in a while i was like i think i'll distract uh the person i'm chatting with if i if i say uh i feel this way because of star wars so i just say like i really think it's it's time to to let the past go and <laughs> learn from those mistakes and and see if uh if, you know we're, let's work hard not to repeat them but we can't change the past so let's let's work together on moving on like <laughs> yeah. and i don't want to be it i learned it from star wars uh because yeah. In that in particular conversation, it wouldn't help. Other conversations, oh, try to stop me bringing Star Wars <laughs> up. Uh, I also just really appreciate Ben uh, sharing the experience of, of what it is to to share, uh, as he says, the base level coolness and deeper ideas uh, with children. I don't have children, but I, I've had the opportunity to do that a little bit now and again with uh, nieces and nephews. Uh, in particular, uh, one of uh, my wife and I's uh, niece uh, is. A, avid reader uh became interested in star wars and uh their family was going to walt disney world and going to galaxy's edge so it was really great to be able to uh send her uh for for a holiday gift the the black spire book and be like Mm. you you should you should read this before you go and then um and then the next time we saw her after she read black spire and went to um well, Disney World and Galaxy's Edge there, we were able to have a great conversation about the base level coolness and the deeper ideas and about like uh, how that the story of the resistance building that base, how it might enrich the ride and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was a great little uh, insight for me, who is not a father, 
into the kind of wonderful journey uh, that parents are going on with Star Wars. So it yeah. was nice for me to see just a little bit of what Ben is getting to experience. Yeah, love that. Love that. Yeah. So thank you very much, Ben. Again, if you are uh, one of our patrons, uh, check out uh, the posts. And if you want to share a power of the light side, please do. Uh, but for now, we want to thank everybody else who sent stuff in. Justin, Jay, Blake, and Nathan. That is it. Ken, where can people find us? Hey, we can be found on Twitter at Four Center Pond. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Facebook page is Four Center Podcast. We're available on Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you're uh, listening to us on a spot that allows to uh, allows you to rate and review, hey, uh, we'd be uh, really appreciative if you did that. It helps the show grow algorithms and whatnot. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Four Center and and you can support us directly uh, by going to patreon.com slash four center. From there, you get into our uh, discord where a lot of times I'm there all the time, but sometimes it's like late at night and I'll pop in there and just kind of feel like I'm in there too much, like almost getting too happy or sometimes too grumpy. And uh, thank you all to our discord people who are like, no, great. Hang out with us. Uh, a lot of fun, but Hey, get in there if you want. Uh, find me at Ken Napsock or go to my website, Ken for a lot more. I say it a lot here, but I, one of my passions right now is uh, my music show, pop rock and radio. Having a lot of fun with it. It's on Mixcloud, which is a whole nother thing. You got to download and sign up and get a get on board with, but uh, Hey, if you get there and you like music, rock and pop fun, we have a party every Saturday night. Follow me over there on Mixcloud. That's it for me, Joseph. You. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, to links to all of my other stuff. In particular, uh, if you want to check out my other podcast, Obsessed, this week's episode is my wife, Sarah, interviewing me about my obsession with the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. If you want some more Star Wars talk, and that gets into some, some real-life stuff as well. So check that out if you're interested. But for now, for myself, for Ken, for Leia's power of comedy this has been forced Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.